Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me is, as usual, my co-host and brother, Jesse Gleason. Good afternoon, evening, morning. Whenever you're listening. And with us on the line, again, is certified Florida man, Bill Jakes. Oh, we got a special one here for you, for the international audience. (laughs) I actually think I heard this version at a bar downtown last week. Well... It you're closer. Florida. You're closer to uh, the Spanish-speaking countries than we are. Much closer. North, North Cuba. It's America's dick. It's pissing on Cuba. <laughs> oh, it's still going, huh? Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> Thank God. Imagine all the new listeners who show up and have no idea why we do this. We have new all listeners. The new, like there's probably like <laughs> on average one a month. <sighs> I guarantee it's something. But we lose two in that time frame, so. (laughs) Yeah, we just keep. That sounds about right. That's par for the course. It's like a liberal (sighs) state, people fleeing more than they're showing up. Anyway. uh, No politics. Correct. We usually start the program off with personal updates and. This week is no exception. (laughs) Except. Uh, no, we actually do have updates because I didn't just drive to the track, get rained out for the week, and then have nothing happen. So I actually got to race. So yes, I actually have some kind of update. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so we got to race up at Thompson Speedway Motorsports Park. And by the way, Jess, I think um, I think a little bit of a callback is in order. I know that callback isn't quite for Waterford, but we were at Thompson this week. Correct. Cue the music. Hello, darling. <laughs> nice to see you. Uh, it's been a long time. Yes. Yes, it has. Too long. Way too long. As you used to be. See, if we were on YouTube, we'd be getting demonetized, but I think Conway Twitty's probably public domain by this point, right? Uh, we'll see. The record company probably owns it. Who cares? Come after us. We don't make any money. You can't get anything from... Uh, can't turn blood from a stone. Is that the expression? Whatever. Anyway, we don't... The only thing they can do is take our viewers, and we don't have any, many of those anyway. Yeah, we don't have any. So go ahead. Have we'll nothing. Listen. Have nothing. Uh, anyway, so uh, personal updates. I got to race at Thompson. Now... Anybody who is subscribed to my YouTube channel over at youtube.com slash Brent Gleason would already have seen the video that I've put out before the podcast even came out of the features, uh, or the sportsman feature at least, from Thompson Speedway, which I participated in. All right, so I'll go through the weekend. Um, We got rained out the week before, obviously, if you listened, so we didn't race or, or qualify or anything, so we had to do it on Saturday. The weather forecast was not good, like not good. Um, But the problem is, is that the people who are running the Oval program are leasing the facility. And they are kind enough to spend their own money and time to try to get the racetrack running again. Because let's be fair, if nobody 
had actually leased the oval track, there would be no oval racing at Thompson. I agree. Because if there was, then the track would be doing it themselves, but they aren't. So the only way we have it is by the American Canadian Tour and the Pro All-Star Series leasing the facility. So don't complain at all, ever. Please don't do it anyway, but just please don't complain. Uh, Yeah, the, the weather didn't look great, but if they don't try, they lose their ass. Like, they lose money. They leased the track. Whether or not they were able to get their event in is not in the clause. You paid to lease the track. That's it. So if they don't get that race in, it's pretty game over. So we stuck it out through rain six times, I think. Hail, locusts, any other plague that decided to wash through northeastern Connecticut, we sat through it. And I remember sitting in my truck because it was pouring rain, I think, for the third or fourth time. Probably the fourth. And it was hailing literally quarter-inch pea-sized hail. It was really not good. I was sitting in my truck waiting for the windshield to break so I could have my uh, insurance company on speed dial. That would have been bad. Anyway, uh, it was... I mean, it, it was one of those weird days where it's like it ebbs and flows the weather. Where it's rain and then it's sunny. And then it's rain. And then it's sunny. If it wasn't sunny, we probably wouldn't have had as much rain, but I'm not a meteorologist, and I don't really care. Kind of sounds familiar. Sounds like Florida, doesn't it? Yeah, and considering the weather I had on uh, Saturday. Hmm. But go on. Anyway, so yeah, we battled that. I think we got a practice in pretty early, and then it rained, and anytime the track got remotely dry, it rained again. And then they got it pretty remotely dry and tried to move cars out, and it rained again. So it was just a frustrating day. I mean, everybody was there for 12-plus hours. Um, it was just, you know, it was one of those days. I mean, you're going to have one every once in a while in racing where you got to trudge through garbage and get a feature run late or whatever happens. But any delays suck. And so we went How out. How was the crowd? I honestly didn't even know. Uh, I didn't really look in the grandstands. I don't think it looked that bad from the, grand, from the, the racetrack, but I can't see how dense it really is. I can see it from certain angles, right. but I'm not really looking up there too often. Um, but I don't remember being horrible. I mean, they you know, probably didn't do too bad. But so we went out and we had, I think I drew, I drew a number pretty well. I think I drew like 16 out of 50. So I think that put me fourth in the second heat. And if anybody listens to this show again, you probably heard me complain all last season about how bad my car is driving off and i'm like i can't fix the drive off problem i can't fix it well this was no different uh (laughs) i i was like oh i might have the solution i might i might have it figured out i I think i found this and i'm like being super secretive about it and i try it on track and i'm like nope that wasn't it that wasn't it at all (laughs) That, that did absolutely nothing so I'm like, okay, so now everything everything I've tried has been a complete failure, so now I need to just start from the frame up and just rebuild the car and try again. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is the point I'm at right now. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take a sawzall to it. I'll figure it out later. But we started fourth in the heat and ended up like third. I mean, whatever. And then I think that started me sixth in the feature. And... It was pretty eventful. I mean, if you like I said, if you watched my YouTube channel, which I plugged earlier, 
I had like three cameras. I had my cousin filming with my cell phone, which he did a great job. And it was still hard to watch. What's that? The race. It's hard to watch because it's so frustrating as a driver to see because what I got to do. Because frustrated watching you go backwards. It's so goddamn frustrating <laughs> to drive it too. I'm not yeah. kidding. Like it was tough. It was so tough because I'm not used to this. I've driven these cars for at least a few years, and I've gone through a bunch of different rule sets and changes and stuff. And I don't remember having this problem before, and I've never wrecked the car. So it's like I'm changing parts out. It doesn't fix it. I do things differently. It doesn't fix it. Nothing fixes it. And there's like one thing I have left I can try. And so I'm going to just try it. I'm just going to rebuild the damn car from the ground up and make sure nothing's bent. (laughs) <laughs> literally <clears throat> so anyway um yeah the car just completely struggled for bite off like worse than almost worse than ever i swear it was so bad uh started sixth i think i like got up to third very early and then i got put on the bottom and the car was if you drive off is bad you're gonna suck on the bottom anyway um so i just went backwards and i think i was back to like seventh and then I just kept, uh, just, you know, things kept happening and I kept moving forward and backward and forward and backward. And by the end, I finally got started moving forward again. But man, it was just so hard to drive because it was just sideways anytime I touched the throttle. And uh, it's it was a miracle that I finished where I did, basically. Um, do we want to go into any of the incidents that happened on track or just kind of leave that for the video and let people form their own opinions oh we can go into them i mean they were about the races you know they were a boat of contention because people were looking for my video because of these incidents well they just want to know what happened you know yeah again i I posted the video with no pretenses i didn't state any any opinion i didn't say anything on my raw unedited footage well it was edited but it wasn't you know it was still raw it wasn't superimposed or like special effects or anything but I do have, I did have three angles on all the all the incidents, and people were actually texting me who I raced against and asking me, "What did you see when this happened?" And I'm I'm like, "Well, I got the video here, and this is what I think." You know, like first lap, I was um, I was behind Chris Meyer on the rest- or on the initial start. He was in the twenty three this week, and I had John Porter, I think, to my inside. And we got a little jumbled up coming out of two, and I was right behind it, and I think Porter just kind of slid up and got into. It was a little Meyer. bit of a ball. Yeah, it was a little bit of a. Uh, it was a little bit of a, a bottleneck because yeah. the twenty three didn't want to go on a start. I know Chris's car. I don't know go. why it didn't want to go on restarts. I was like half throttle behind him in the heat race, and I was really considering yeah. pushing him down the front stretch in the feature, but. Yeah, I was just I was just kind of patient. Once the all the accordion effect happened after coming off of two and car A got into car B and that yeah. was the end of that. It John, just it looks like out. John just slid the nose a little wide and got into Chris yep. and they both went spinning. That's pretty much it. I mean, we know all these guys. We know it wasn't malicious intent. It was just a racing accident. It just kind of happened. Yeah. I think uh, I think Ryan Waterman got tied up in that way back. And it looked like yeah he, he he got a flat tire from that somewhere yeah it looked like either a flat or a broken axle or something it was weird uh, it looked like yeah. he was spinning one tire I have no idea what happened to him but uh, it pretty much killed his race because I never saw him again I never even though I I drifted the like mid pack at one point I still never saw him I don't know what happened uh, it must have broke but um, 
we ran a pretty decent stretch where we had, I think they said it took seven minutes to complete one lap, which was pretty piss poor. Uh, and I hate racing like that, but, uh, yeah, Scott wasn't very happy with us and he was rightfully unhappy with, <laughs> with us because we set uh, the tone it, pretty poorly. The last time it took that long for you guys to get going, they parked you on pit road, let the tour <laughs> run, and then let you run afterwards. That, I remember that actually. Yeah, won Jesse that was race. leading. Was yeah. it the tour or the SKs? It was the tour. Pretty sure it was the tour, right? It was. Uh, it was one of the modifieds. It, was, uh, it might have uh, been SKs, actually. Yeah, it was. Uh, which takes you know an hour and a half, so it was quite a long wait. We all got to cool off because it was pretty warm out there. So yeah, it was pretty pretty uh yeah jesse was yeah, leading pretty embarrassing as a division he, jesse was leading and i'm leading my going, dad was can we wrap this up yeah my dad was put you in pissed. time out yeah yeah my dad was super mad i just want to get it over with to go to tech yeah <laughs> he ended up winning but i mean it was that was just a ridiculous spectacle yeah we're like what are you doing so yeah that was no different uh so there was that incident we had a couple single cars maybe a couple um two car spins um, I know, uh, I think the 28 backed it in the turn two wall. I don't know. I, I think that's what I gathered. One of the 28s did. Um, and then I think Van Pelt and uh, Sundin got together coming out of four, and they spun. Uh, something else happened. I mean, it was just very minor stuff. Nobody got towed off. Let's get um, to the wreck. Yeah. So I, what was it, like 25? No, 25 or 20? Oh, I'm sorry. Five or three laps to go. I can't speak. It was about I'm five sorry. laps to go. I'm, I'm thinking of three yeah. things at once. It was like three laps to go. It was like lap 22 or 23, yeah. Because um, it was right after the 28 car spun, and then they had the restart right after that. Go watch my video at youtube.com slash Brent Gleason. It's the freaking first video you'll find it. <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, it was um, – I, I was with uh, Larry Barnett. It was right after a restart. I think we got at least one lap in. And, yeah, I think that, that spin was five to go, and then this happened at, like, three to go or two to go, something like that. Anyway, uh, semantics. So we're going through one and two, and uh, I think it was Troy Waterman. Uh, he was battling with Larry on the outside. I think he eventually got by him, and then I got to Larry's door, and uh, Troy got to, the, he got to the inside corner of Aaron Plemons, and they made a little contact, and Aaron just kind of slid up the track a little, but he kept it pretty straight. Uh, Troy got a run to the bottom, and it just kind of looked to me like uh, Troy just kind of squeezed Aaron a little bit, and once Aaron got to the wall, he just kept the wheel straight. You know, you, it, he got into the wall a little bit, but um, it just looked like it was just kind of racing. It was, you know, got a little squeezed, and the guy never gave him room, which, to be fair, if he's still there, he doesn't really have to. Uh, I don't expect right. guys to give me room either, you know, but. Just kind of one of them racing deals, and it could, you know, if you're if you're aligned either way, you know, you want a call to go. It's hard to either it's way. It's hard to do that. Draw know? that imaginary line with have a, a amount of space cushion between one car length of a wall and and still not be able to hit it. So you have to know what that cushion is. Have and a uh, sense of kind of. It's hard to find that self awareness out on a racetrack when your things happen very quickly. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah, they definitely happened quick. It just wasn't enough cushion between the two cars in the wall. No, nah, they just ran out of room. Just, that happens. Yeah, once it was in a while. it was yeah. tight. It was tight the whole way down, and then it just kind of ran out of room as it got down towards three. Because these cars don't want to go straight. If you ever look at these cars going straight, 
dead they're on. Still wagging the they're, tail a little. They are, <laughs> they are crabbing because they, they move around. Yeah, oh, they, yeah. they move around. They crab, and a and a car that crabs does not want to go straight. No, they they don't. You actually don't. are turning right, going down the straightaway to counteract that. Yeah, it's so these these cars are not meant to race. So the geometry is weird on yeah. them, and they they need a lot to turn. A so. fast car crabs. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they drive weird. Um, so yeah, they just I just think they ran out of room. It was just you know I don't think it was really malicious on either party. It's just you know a little it bit of, a little yeah it happens. It's just a little bit of a, a lack of awareness at, for a split moment. You know what I mean? That's all it really takes. Or you just think you're you're by them, you know. So that's a little bit of the same. But uh, they uh, got together, and Plemons was on the outside, and it pretty much hooked Waterman into the wall and the backstretch head on, and that happened right in my lap. Again, I got video of it. If you want to form your opinion, I already gave you the address twice. Uh, but yeah, I I just I was like, well, this is gonna get ugly real quick. So I just kind of hooked it left, kind of gently, so that anybody next to or behind me would see that I'm making a move without spinning me out. And so that kind of put me in a tough spot because Larry was on my inside and Aaron was coming down on the outside trying to get away from the wall and the wreck. And they kind of came together and I got into both of them at the same time. And I'm like, oh, geez, I'm going to climb up over someone. But no, bumpers worked and uh, I pushed them out in front of me. So it was uh, it was good. It was a lot of experienced drivers being able to miss a wreck and you know, and it was two free spots. It was two free spots, yeah. But uh, no, Aaron. Gave, I think Aaron got his spot immediately. Well, actually, he didn't. Wasn't an accident car. They didn't call him one for. I so don't it was know one free for, spot. Excuse me. Yeah, I mean, don't talk to us about it. Ask the officials why what happened happened. So anyway, um, I restarted from there. I think it was fourth, and I was just you know, no drive off again, and just the car. Never really came to me. Larry got back by me. I managed to hold off uh, Zach Robinson and uh, Mr. Finkbein there. and uh, It was just fr- a woefully frustrating day with a halfway decent result. And the one thing I like to tell – well, there's two things I was telling people about this. I said I had a 10th-place car and a first-place driver, and it just kind of equaled out, which don't mean to toot my own horn, but beep, beep. Uh <laughs> That was douchey. <laughs> anyway, so I am confusion. <laughs> and um, the other thing is, is if I get a car that actually drives really well, and I have to drive it that hard, then I won't lose. Like, geez, I had to fight that thing all day long. But at the end of the night, I put up a tweet, essentially thanking the uh, staff because I said there's something about persistence. If the ACT and past didn't, you know, persist over the day with all the bad weather to get the show in, we would not have had a show. And if I didn't fight this car tooth and nail until the checkered flag fell, I wouldn't have gotten a top five out of something that wasn't top five worthy. So just persistence was kind of the name of the day. And uh, I got a bunch of stuff to uh, figure out. Again, I got a month and a half before we go back to Thompson. And uh, we got other tracks that are going to be starting up soon anyway. I think uh, Stafford's going to be... Not this upcoming weekend, but it's going to be, let's see, twenty. what the hell date is it, Jess? Is like it 29th 23rd and 30th? 23rd and 24th. Is that last year's show, though? 22nd and 23rd. Oh, to the 22nd and 23rd? Yeah, so, so it's next week. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
So that's next week. This upcoming weekend, we have the Northeast Classic at New Hampshire Motor Speedway, which Jesse and I are going to be going to. We have been working on his car. Uh, let's see. We have all the plans in place. We're going to just go up there whenever we get it going uh, Thursday night. And let's see. It's going to be our second attempt at this. That Now that we know what we're up against, we have a little bit better idea of how to conquer that. So uh, we got those coming up. We got... Let's see. I'm not going to go set the place on fire either. I'm just going to, if I could finish in the mid-pack realistically, that would be fine. And what is it? First week of May, Waterford comes back, yeah. right? Something like that? Yeah. Any, anyway. Yeah. I mean, for God's sakes, I'm not uh, I'm not Jimmy Renfrew or, you know, or any kind of promotions and I don't have uh, relations or anything like that. And I don't have like a rem-coded four-inch, four-nine-inch rear ends and gun drilled axles and yeah we don't have all the motors greatest parts so if i realistically if i if i could get mid-pack i'll be fine if we finish all the laps is my goal yeah <laughs> that's my goal go up there and finish laps i'm yeah. I'm, make, I'm making my goals very small so we got jesse's car was basically untouched from last year but we still had stuff to fix like i had to fix the pinion snout in the rear end uh seal and we had to try to figure out why the engine is uh, leaking water internally. That I don't know what the hell that is, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out with a can of head gasket in a can. I didn't want to mention that in public, but yeah, that's pretty much. Public, it's funny. That's pretty much what we're gonna do. <laughs> I've why not changed. Just try some copper head gaskets. I put just regular stock type, like I think it was an MLS gasket. I'm not sure. Um, but I had to get a specific width. I had to get like an 037 gasket, so it had to be something special. Gotcha. And I put that on there, and I torqued it perfectly. It ran, you know. I resealed the bolts, <clears throat> excuse me, one at a time, but I retorqued every head, you know, and never had any pressure off it in any specific spot. And it was doing that before that anyway, so um, I don't know what it is. I, re I did the intake gaskets on it too, and because uh, I could see... When I pulled the intake off, I could see like almost water, like uh, witness marks, like rust marks inside the uh, engine block in the timing valley or uh, lifter valley, I mean. And I'm like, oh, that must be the problem. So I changed the intake gaskets and I don't see any leaks now, but it's still like huffing water vapor out the breather. But it doesn't overheat <laughs> and it's not out the pipes. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> so if we chuck a rod through the block, I hope nobody's behind us, so... Um, whatever, but we're going to go anyway. <laughs> whatever. Send it. Hey, it can't be any worse than last year. Last year we had the engine fired like barely before we even went up there and it was like fouling spark plugs. But this year it's actually been run in a few times. So we'll see if we actually have to touch spark plugs again this time. <laughs> I hope not. Genuinely hope not. Uh, cause they're so hard to change on that car and I don't know why, but anyway, so that's our update. Uh, Phil, what's your updates? Don't really have any right now. Still, uh, just got to get the car scaled and racing in two weeks. Well, you 23rd. went, it seemed like you had success at the weekend, even not racing. Oh, well, <laughs> I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take too much credit for that. We you went, could just uh, say you were part of the team. Yeah. So Daniel <laughs> Webster and RFD Motorsports, Daniel was up in, uh, in Pensacola with uh, Jet Nolan and the Nolan racing team. So 
I took over operations this weekend at uh, New Smyrna Speedway for Taylor Watson and Tim Sozio. Taylor drives a uh, pro truck, and Tim is a sportsman. Um, and just right off the trailer, those cars were both absolutely dialed. Um, the only thing that made me a little nervous was uh, trying to get stagger because the tire selection was uh, less than to be desired. It was not good at all. And there's also something about paying $800 for a set of freaking Hoosiers that is a little off-putting to me. That's especially a lot. When you can't get this, yeah, especially when you can't get the stagger. Oh. So ended up having to blow up the right sides to, to 50 pounds and just left the lefts barely aired up to 10. And Stretching got enough out. stagger. Yeah, I got enough stagger to get it out there. And, and Tim was good. He's got lot of experience at new smyrna so we knew if the car was going to be good he was going to be tough to beat and he went out there and put a serious hurting on him uh started outside front row by coming off a of two he was in the lead driving away and just held a 10 car gap the whole race and just dominated it hmm. taylor was a little bit of a different story uh she was a little bit off in practice she was struggling with finding a line and after practice, between practice and the heat race, I went over to her and took her around on the golf cart and kind of showed her the line that I drive there. Granted, I've only driven there five or six times, um, but the difference in her between practice and the heat race was a half a second. It was just an incredible pickup, and I knew right there that they had a shot at running really strong. But uh, when she came out in the feature, I think she started fourth, and she just carved right up to the lead like it was nothing and she drove away by about 10 cars and the 41 truck of jeffrey white caught up to her and they had a pretty good battle towards the end but he just he couldn't get the drive off the corner to get underneath her so it was really cool to see her get her first win she started racing quarter midgets there so it was actually kind of cool for the announcer at the track because he's never had one of his graduates win so Hmm. That was cool to see, and it was, it was just a cool night. It, it sucked for Daniel not to be there because that was the first wins for those two cars. Mm. Uh, so he was a little disappointed, but all in all, a win's a win. Two wins are two wins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's good. Uh, yeah, it's nice to actually have some personal updates going on. You know, we've been sitting here for six, eight months waiting for this, so... It's nice yeah, to have like I something. said, I'll be racing in two weeks too. So, well, then you can give you those updates as well because we're going to give ours next week. Hopefully, we don't get any rain or anything. That would be nice to not have to deal with rain again. Uh, so you spoke earlier about the Hoosier tire. They're on Hoosiers, right? Yeah, New Smyrna is on Hoosiers. Uh, New Smyrna and I think Showtime are the only two tracks in Florida on Hoosiers. Oh, that's interesting. Figured it'd be the tire of choice. Well, and maybe Pens- I think Pensacola is on Hoosiers too, but there, mm-hmm. that's Alabama. It might as well be. Uh, yeah, but I'm I'm thinking to myself. It's we were told last year, and I know things are fluid and things change, but they were they were very confident that uh, they would have less uh, shortage issues per se. Oh no, it's getting worse. Yeah, it's actually it's actually quite the opposite. Uh, it is getting worse. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, if we have to explain about it, it would be uh, bordering the political. Oh, yeah, we can't. We, we promised we wouldn't speak politically on this show, but um, I just am like. They're resorting why? to cannibalism Let's in China, and they have nobody to <clears throat> nobody to run the ports. They're they're literally resorting what? to resorting to cannibalism. They've run out of dogs and cats to eat, so now they're so now they're resorting to cannibalism. <laughs> For real? <laughs> For they're resorting to yeah, they're Beijing and other places. They're on yeah, they're on Why? double double lockdown because of all their restrictions and everything with the COVID stuff that they released. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're stepping in. We're treading in deep waters here. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm just I'm like, in, what the hell, man? I mean, we have several different kinds of cereal. I mean, if if you know, they would blow their minds if they came to a supermarket and saw food there. <laughs> what is this? What is this? Why is there more than one cereal? Where's the emperor's face on it? Emperor Chow. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Oh, that's gross. That's I don't why even because know what it all is. the rubber is is comes from the rubber tree and most of that stuff's in China. So we're gonna be stuck with another year of friggin' tire shortages again. Yay. Yay. I didn't know if I didn't know if it was a result of specific policies that were enacted to pay, Yeah. To pay no, policies. To, uh, give, let me finish. <laughs> Sorry. To pay people more to stay at home than to work. Well, I was right then. Government policy. Yeah, it's yes. government policies. So it's half and half. All right. What so, are you paying for a set of tires right now? Oh, I don't even know. It's got to be in the six, six to seven range. Ugh. It's probably six twenty-five to six fifty. I'd say. Yeah, the American racers that we're on at Citrus are six fifteen for a set. You have stolen my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> they certainly have. Have you seen the cost of parts? Like, I went and looked up a ring and pinion set on Rock Auto, of all places, to try to rebuild my rear that I want to have as a spare. And I'm like, why is a ring and pinion $50 more than before? I'm like, what the You're failing us. Materials costs, I guess. That's the excuse they're using. Well, here's the thing, and I hate, again, being ridiculous or political on the show, but in Connecticut... Uh, they they did what they did got rid of like the gas tax or something, but it's only on gasoline and uh, diesel's like the same price still. It's like oh we gave you thirty percent off gas, suckers. We didn't touch diesel though, yeah. and then everything comes by truck and you they can't afford shit because it's so expensive to truck things. When the politics and solutions needed are still nowhere in sight. <laughs> Is that the Greta board? <laughs> She's very good at reading, People isn't she? Are dying. Good. People are suffering. Good. They should. They have every We're dying. right to. How dare you? <laughs> she would be great at reading Harry Potter books. <laughs> she would be great on voice acting. Like doing yes. uh, audiobooks? Oh, that'd be great. Imagine being 19 and already hit the wall. She should do Tesla commercials. <laughs> You know what? I wish I have hit the wall at any point other than a concrete one. That would be nice. <laughs> and cars are coming at full speed. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> this is gold. All right. So, <laughs> hey, you know, talking uh, about tires, though, I, I was actually talking to Patrick Thomas the other day. And what I rocks he been hiding under? Uh, a dirt one. <laughs> <laughs> 
where they they don't have to buy four tires every week. In oh, fact, so it's he's a... still running the same left side tires that he bought a year and a half ago. Ooh, and he's still fast. And his kid, Tanner, yeah, just went out and finished second, third time in the car ever. Let's bulldoze Against... one of these racetracks and put and make it dirt. Just yes. not Thompson. It won't work. <laughs> Bulldoze the crystal Thompson, ball. Thompson would be badass, Derek. And Thompson's no. We already have there. a track like we already have a track like that within two hours. It's called Lebanon Valley Speedway. There. And that that's a like that's like a dirt Thompson. It's big and fast, and it's got tight turns with lots of banking. It's fun. Jess, we're going to Lebanon Valley. By the way, we got to go back. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't care. You know, Thunderstocks or or pure stocks like he runs. Uh, it's just six hundred two crate motor, eight inch wheel, eight inch tire. What's the shock rule? Nothing crazy. Yeah. Oh, the shock rule? What's the shock rule? I don't know. Doesn't that matter a lot? I know it's like a Well, it matters a lot everywhere. Well, he's got junk shocks, but you can run built shocks on them, but I think you got to have a claimer. I think it's $150 or something. Oh, so you can't do a lot then? Yeah, you can't go crazy. Yeah. But... I wouldn't. I mean... You can buy those cars turnkey for like sixty five hundred bucks and have a decent starting point to go out there and run. Which is what I'm, our cars used to be like eight, eight yeah, ten years ago. I'm very honestly thinking that if tires crest a thousand dollars, I'm done with asphalt. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Peace out, Cubs I'm out. <laughs> if it gets way, if it gets like to seven fifty for a street stock, I'm out. That's the, just the way fact too much that money. In, in 10 races, he hasn't bought a right rear. <laughs> Christ. I'm like, sign serious? me up. How do I sign up? <laughs> yeah. I want to go have fun. And yeah. they have a $3,500 to win race up the street in a couple days. Sign me up. I'm coming know. to dirt. You got to quit sometime. I mean, I stopped smoking when pay, when cigarettes were $6.50 a pack. What are they now? Eleven fifty. Yeah, yeah eleven fifty, twelve dollars $12. I wouldn't know. If tires crest a thousand bucks, I'm going to pull my my motor out and sell the car. Yeah, I will absolutely do it. It's just at that point, it, it's not worth it to go have fun. I'm never going to be Dale Earnhardt Jr. You know, we're never going to make it to the Cup Series just, or whatever. It's honestly not what I ever want. I'm past. So, I'm, I'm past young and beautiful. The things I'm willing to do for money are not acceptable anymore. When I was a kid, I wanted to race a late model type car. Guess what? I'm driving a late model type car. Cool succeeded with that i can do whatever i want now i agree uh so yeah it's it's getting kind of ridiculous i mean we've had a little while to get this stuff sorted out and people just aren't sorting it out so yeah come on people stop making things more expensive we're sick of it you know we'll just vote you out of office you jerks um so they're stuck there forever (laughs) sadly yeah, I'm looking, you know, because I'm actually, like, kind of looking for uh, what something I have to correct from last week. Uh, last week, we made our quote-unquote NASCAR Hall of Fame picks, and I goofed up, apparently. Um, I can't find it now because it's taking forever to load. Oh, it's all, yeah, great. <sighs> all right, so... <laughs> What did you goof up? Well, I'm trying to, you know, we picked, we made one pick from each of the three different things. Well, apparently, right. apparently I was wrong. Um, there's two out of the modern era, and then there's one out of the 
pioneer era and then i don't think we get to pick on that last one which was like the um token vote i forget oh, what the, the token hell token award yeah I, well we could still project and figure out what our question what our what we think that would be in there right uh so we had to make two from the modern ballot instead of just one and we picked harry hyde out of that i think collectively but uh yeah. so we have to make a second pick so while we're here we might as well make a second pick uh oh it was the landmark award and that was uh the one that we don't pick i don't think so <laughs> uh anyway it doesn't matter so uh we're only concerned with the three so it's two from modern one from pioneer so uh do you, i can go through the list of the modern ballot just again because we've you know i don't think we picked set the stage Brent. set the stage who's on it. again i'm trying to read and i don't have the names here so i'm going by faces so please uh <laughs> I can't find it. I'm under the gun here, and I'm like, uh, I have no idea. I went there, can't find it. They have a picture. I'm like, I just can't sit here and search for this anymore. All right, so we picked Harry Hyde. But uh, also on that ballot is Neil Bonnet, Tim Brewer, Jeff, uh, what's his face? (laughs) Sorry, Burton. (laughs) It just name escaped me there, because I looked right at Carl Edwards, and I'm like, duh. So, yeah, Carl Edwards... Uh, Jeff Edwards. Jeff Edwards. Harry Gant. Uh, <laughs> Matt Kenseth. Larry no. Phillips. Uh, Ricky Rudd. And Tim Shelmerdine, I believe. Is that his name? Kirk Shelmerdine. Tim Shelmerdine? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I did it. Yeah, I did that on purpose and it did not work the way I wanted it to. Anyway, okay, so um, we got to pick another one. We already picked I, Hyde. I know where my vote goes instantly. <sighs> Kenseth? Shelmerdine. Oh, you want Shelmerdine? I mean, it made, yeah, the guys on, um, what's it, Dale Jr.'s podcast, they made a pretty good point for Shelmerdine. Um, my whole thing about that is it's, yeah, he won four of the seven championships with Dale Jr. or Dale Sr. What the fuck ever. <laughs> and, um, I don't know, Tim Brewer can have, has a similar stats, though. Tim Brewer's really good, too. Uh, Harry Hyde is really good. Uh, Shelmerdine, yeah, he was in Dale Sr.'s shadow. Technically, um, but Tim who, Brewer looks like who won Tim the other Curry. Ones? He does look like Tim Curry, doesn't he? He's weird. <laughs> it's <a little> creepy. <laughs> Is he got a clown outfit on? No, he's got that weird long hair. And if he had like lipstick on, he would look straight out as an extra as as uh, what the hell is that? Doctor Frankenfurter. Yeah. He'd look like the stunt double for that guy in what the frick weirdo movie is that called? My wife loves it. I don't know. I've <laughs> Rocky never seen Horror it. Picture. Yes, job. I've never seen it. <laughs> oh my god! And I refuse to. I've never seen it either. I don't want. It's to. a degenerate pile of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible, <laughs> and women love it. I had I to watch it for uh-huh. reasons. <laughs> it is degenerate. Jesse's like, this will work. <laughs> Very confused, young men. Did it work? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, it worked. Hey, I, congrats. I, I just suffered through those. Uh, what were those vampire? <laughs> it worked movies? in reverse. Oh, though. you went to. You, Phil went to the freaking. Oh, what's oh, it I called? I didn't go Twilight? to the theater. I watched them at home. Oh, good. But you still did it. You went through the Twilights. All right. Sucks it, to it be was you, worth pal. It. See, yeah. no, I've never seen that. I never did that so, either. No. There, at least it, we have it, it something on it. him. Okay, well, at least it was worth it. I've also done Dirty Dancing and The Notebook. 
I've done the notebook too. No, Sammy, <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. Oh God, what a sad set. I don't. Hell. I've never had to do this. Oh, you're so alpha. Oh, I've Jesus never had to do this. Christ. I'm that alpha. Oh, I've never had to God. do this. I'm not even joking either. <laughs> we should just talk about dumb shit like this. Who cares about racing? Fuck yeah. that shit. Because well, we do anyway. Sometimes <laughs> the worst one was Grey's Anatomy. <sighs> I never, mean, never went down uh, there. I've, I think I may have caught pieces of a couple episodes, but it might have been in passing. I don't even remember what no. the show was about. As far as suffering, through poor TV doctors. Shows, it was Dawson's Creek. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> that one was Ew. bad. All hey. the fake blonde hair. Yeah, anyway, no, so that one. That one wasn't worth it. All right, so... Um, so do you have Tim Curry as your pick? No, I don't. Okay. I'm picking Kenseth because he's the last real champion. I mean, yeah, Larry Phillips should be in. Let's be fair. Um, I could see the argument for Kenseth for sure. Larry Phillips needs to be in. Kirk Shelmerdine needs to be in. I mean, a lot, a lot of these guys need to be in. Harry Hyde needs to be in. Yeah. Um, but Harry, again, Harry Gant hot, hot had picked, a... Carl Edwards doesn't ever need to be in. Not necessarily. No, he didn't win. What did he even win any of the major races? Maybe they, maybe uh, Darlington. Maybe Darlington, but I know the only thing he really seemed to accomplish was an Xfinity Xfinity championship. Yeah, true. To me, I mean, if he's going to ever go in, it's going to be in like twenty years. It's no time soon. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to sit on that ballot for the next 20 years to me. Harry Gant has an impressive late-mile sportsman career. Larry Phillips has an amazing career. He's Harry one. Gant's someone that I think could go on next year. Yeah. I think for, for fame's sake, you know, it's it's another good point they made was that uh, guys were being overlooked because more famous guys keep showing up on the ballot, and that's always going to happen. But, like, you get times like, last year when Mike Stefanik and Red Farmer went in. It's because a lot of these guys weren't eligible yet. So you'll get years like that. You'll get the years where there's a gap and these, you know, smaller circuit guys or people who are more famous for other roles than the quarterback role essentially uh get recognized. So it'll be a matter of time. I think whoever's on the ballot right now is going to get in and there is no expiration clause. So they're going to get in. I would love to see Phillips go in earlier because somebody made a great point about it being a validation of the local series or weekly series. Agreed. And I completely agree, and that needs to happen very, very yeah. soon. Um, but um, I really think that we got to get the peak guys in as you know as soon as they come in. I mean, Kenseth won what? He won the Daytona 500 at least once, right? I believe so. I mean, Ryan. Yeah, you, I think he, I think he did. He's won it twice. Oh, he's won it twice. Yeah, I said at least once. So, yeah. <laughs> so he's won the Daytona 500 twice. He's won the Southern 500. He won the Coke 600. He won the All Star race. How many? How many all time wins? Thirty nine. Thirty nine. That's pretty damn good. He's twenty first on the list, and he was the last real champion in the Cup Series. This is true. Two thousand three, the year before they went to playoff formats with the Chase. Yeah, that was when Kurt Busch won. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think, and Matt was also an incredible uh, late model racer out in Wisconsin Midwest area before he came to the Cup Series. So 
I mean, if you're going to put Dale Jr. in, you got to put Matt Kenseth in because they Jesus came in about Christ. the same time. And I mean, it's amazing, you know. So, I mean, everybody's got their own validating points, but I think Harry Gant is a two. We need him to get him into the Hall of Fame before he's almost because he's almost dead. For the contributions he's made overall to racing, you can make an incredibly uh, convincing argument for Harry Gant. I think we went over all this stuff last week, probably, huh? Right. Yeah. But, all right, so who's going to be our second pick? we got to make a second pick. All right, voting. <laughs> Everybody say what they want. Okay, so... Uh, all right. Ding, 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 ding. I'll just say Kenseth. All right, who are you picking, Phil? I'm still going to say Phil Redeemed. Okay, Jesse, who are you picking? Um, um, um... Timbrewer. So we all three have a different second. Yep. So we can't agree on this one, but we can all agree on Harry Hyde. <laughs> yeah. Right. Shit. All right. So which do we do we make a collective pick or just say no? Uh, can't couldn't decide a second one. <laughs> we we don't have to have collectivize anything. You can just say which one's right and which one's wrong, and then rub it in the other person's face. So Jesse picked. Brewer? Yeah. I picked I Dr. Picked, Frankenfurter. I picked Kenseth. And Phil picked uh, Shelmerdine. Shelmerdine. I'm writing all this stuff down. And I'm going to put it this over is, here. This is who I think will go in, not on my shelf. Who I hope go in. Okay. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right, That's so we I got it. after about 30 minutes, we finally made our minds up by repeating ourselves from last week's episode. So I hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, <laughs> all right, can we talk about local news now? Okay, so Thompson results. Now, I was there. <laughs> I think I spoke about that for the first 20 minutes of the show. Uh, yeah, I finished fourth. Not a bad outing for a car that was not that good. But the person who did win the sportsman feature was Corey Fanning. I believe this is their first year away from their old car owner, and they're doing their own car this year at Thompson. Uh, let's see. Mini stocks were after that. I love the minis. And they got added, like, pretty last minute. It was uh, less than a week they had to turn around when they got the news, I think. It was like they six... always seem to put on a good show there lately. <laughs> they have been pretty good lately. This one got a little strung out because not everybody showed back up for the second race. Yeah, right. Uh, they were down a few cars, but... Um... Uh, Kevin, this driver, I don't know where he came from, but he seems to have a lot of racing sense. Uh, Kevin Moore won that race. I don't know. Where did he come from? I don't know. I thought I saw him show up a couple years ago and kind of, you know, learn the ropes and putts around and then speed up, got picked up some speed last year. And then I see him just carving through the field. That was impressive. Just almost effortlessly. Because he started not up front. No, he didn't. And ran down Steve Mahalski under green, who was like a full straightaway yeah. away from him. His car was just turning. You could look just at the thing, and it was just solid. I'm like, wow, that thing's turning. That was impressive. Do that not was. touch it. Don't touch the car. Don't be like me. Don't touch it. Yeah. Leave no. it in the trailer. If you change well, the springs, do I'm going to break your arms just out of spite. <laughs> I didn't, I'm not even changing mine. <laughs> don't even change the air pressures. I didn't even change that either. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, so don't touch it. It looks like it's pretty good. Uh, see here. After that, I'm going in order because I actually did my homework this week, and I actually watched the races. 
Granted, it was on Speed 51, and I paid for it because I didn't want my wife to go sit up in the uh, parking lot for five hours of delays. So that would have been pretty bad. So I said, here's 30 bucks. Go get the pay-per-view. It's fine. You'll get it. And so she got to watch it, and uh, so I got to watch it. SK Lights were out next. Uh, That was a pretty decent battle. Mark Bakai was leading for a while, had the car get loose on him, and uh, he was battling with... um, little mini mad dog there george jr i think yep. um and then uh stephen chapman made his voice heard and he got uh around both of them and pretty much checked out from there um nothing major really happened just some decent racing uh sk lights it's really hard to pass there so it's kind of hard uh <laughs> crate motor style racing with way too much grip than power, so um, you're going to get a lot of that. It's you Those basically cars have to need to be on eight inch tires. I'm sorry. Yeah, they have to slide a little bit. There has to be off throttle time for crate engines to work or spec engines or anything like that. You got to put it in the driver's hands. Um, SK Light should be on eight inch tires. SK should be on a ten inch tire, and then the Tor Tormach should be on a big tire. The but four, then they wouldn't the 14 look right. Or whatever. So yeah, they look sacrilege. funny. Yeah, it looks funny. Okay, so Whatever. speaking speaking of the open modifieds, they ran next. Uh, I believe it was 125 green flag laps. Um, to be fair, I kind of skipped around on this one. Uh, I, it was about the time I was... Uh, what was I doing? Oh, I had to go get my kid off the bus, so I was like kind of speed fast, fast forward <laughs> through it. Uh, I looked like um, Matt Swanson had a good run early. Buddy Charette was pretty decent early. Uh, but obviously these guys all know how to run for the end of the race and the order changed up a little bit, especially probably pit stops and stuff. I don't know. I didn't see that part. Uh, I didn't see any wrecks either because I really fast forwarded through it just to catch the beginnings and ends. Sorry, but dude, McKennedy had up to like six or seven place lapped at one point. Oh, really? He ran that far out. I mean, unbelievable stretch there. I really? mean, he lapped three guys that do not know what it's like to get lapped. That have no business being lapped, like they. It's got to be the weirdest thing. I mean, there was, there was. Uh, Pastriac got lapped. Didn't Rocco get lapped? Rocco got lapped. Yeah. Todd Owen got lapped. Damn. Man, that's I weird, mean, huh? talk about three guys that are real badasses, and McKennedy ended up lapping. That just shows you how good that car. Was. It was like a super modified out there amongst modifieds. Really so I was. didn't. So I really didn't miss much. I just fast forwarded past the it, really long stretch. Well, <laughs> what, what was it, it was incredible. driving? He was in the seventy nine. Hmm. It was an incredible display of performance. It really was. It he, was fantastic. Yeah. If there wasn't a caution and they all had to run on everything, he would have. He might have lapped the field. Who knows, man? But that wasn't the case, though. No, because uh, late in the race, like usual, Mike Christopher Junior came up. Thirty laps to go. Yeah, crew. Make, got him out there first on the pit stop. Yep, and put in a good short race setup there for the end. You know, and he ended up pulling away from. He ended up pulling away from him. Yeah, from McKennedy. So, yeah, he won in the. Uh, what was it was it, it makes it as impressive. Car? Yeah, seven and one. Seven car. Okay, yeah. Tommy's car. I, I'm gonna make. Yeah. I'm gonna make a weird prediction about Mike Junior. How weird? I think you're gonna see him in a truck in a few years. Okay, maybe. I think he's got the talent, and I think the connection with Tommy Baldwin now, and he's already having that success. Think it I could think translate to like a, a Spire truck or something? 
Yeah, I think he's got a good shot. And honestly, he's got the right personality and the right name for it, too. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Sky's kind of the limit because he's really starting to come into his own now. Yeah. I mean, he's, I, I he's like starting Junior to. A lot. It was it was an early struggle for just to get the SK going, but then he started winning races. Now he's winning tour races or tour type races, and it's like, well, yeah. like, that's I what you got to do. Damn good drivers too. Yeah, it's very not good. like he's going racing MRS where MRS used to be kind of one of the places to be, and now it's kind of, eh. Yeah, MRS and and the smaller divisions are kind of like the outcasts and stuff. They're like the mis well not outcasts. I'd say misfits. Yeah. That sounds better. Granted, they'd still kick our asses, but oh god, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's he's up against some real solid talent, especially like nation yeah. national talents and stuff. But uh, so he picked up that win. Um, definitely not his first. He had a couple last year at least. Uh, so late models ran after that to finish out the night. Oh, by the way, didn't we make predictions of who was going to win that one twenty five? Did we? I thought we did. Did we make predictions because I didn't write it down? I did because all I, I know I is... I don't remember. I remember that because... Oh, that's oh. right. We did because we... Oh, no, wait. Was it the Sizzler we made predictions uh, on? Or was it the Sizzler? I think it was the Sizzler, but we didn't uh, know who was running because we didn't look it yeah, up. Yeah, we didn't make official predictions on the Sizzler <laughs> yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, because we didn't look it up, and they definitely have the list out. We just didn't look it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> official predictions are reserved for week before. Uh, yeah, let's go with that because then we'll have a full list in and uh, we'll probably well, know who's going to be that's, there. That's my rule of thumb. Oh, well, you guys owe me 20 bucks anyway, so there you no, go. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, so late models – yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say just drive down 395 at 2 o'clock in the morning. You'll you'll get 20 bucks. From where? Pickle Parks? Dear, you dumbass. <laughs> What? <laughs> deer. It's 25 cents from a deer? Are you going to rob him? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay! And uh, let's see. So, oh, you got to have the... Uh, oh, I just had a real dumb idea. All right, so late models... Uh, let's see. That was a decent battle up front early between uh, Woody Pitcat and I think it was right off the bat, I think it was the leader or eventual winner, Derek Buchaki. Um, I almost said Derek Bukaki, and I really appreci- I really think he appreciates that because that was a slip of the tongue. All right, so Derek yeah. won. <laughs> Brian Tag finished second, uh, and he posted a picture with his car with white walls on it, and I said it looked like I drove it because I just run into the wall. At any given time down the straightaway because I don't pay attention. Uh, so that's just easy to do at Thompson, especially coming off of four. I just slam into that thing all the time. Um, so, yeah, he won his first race uh, of the year immediately. So, all right, we can go moving on into national stuff because we're still a week or two out of uh, other stuff being local sides. we got to go to it anyway. Uh, let's see. William Byron continues his streak of the year because he's been having, if anybody's had him as the dominant Hendrick driver this year on their bingo card, then I don't know how the hell you predicted that, but, uh, he won the truck race at Martinsville in the Spire Motorsports seven truck. I think that's his second truck win of the year. Uh, at least in that truck, uh, he came from like 32nd to first 
He's had a few super late model wins. He's got a couple truck wins. And as you'll hear later, he'll have a couple cup wins as well. Now we can get into the fun one. By the way, we should talk about... Um, do you want to talk about the Haley Deegan and uh, what's his name? Um, no. Idiot. What's his face? God, no. <laughs> Johnny Slaughter? Oh, Johnny Slaughter. Oh, that? Yeah, that thing where he ran her in the wall. talking about that whole freaking other deal. No, we already talked about that last week. We're not we're not yeah, rehashing last week's show already. We already talked about last week's show enough already. Uh, no, we were talking about when Johnny Slaughter uh, squeezed her in the outside wall. Um, I do not like Johnny Sauter, but maybe he had his reasons. I don't know. Yeah, I think he kind of was somewhat justified in it. Might have. Was she like poking the back bumper a lot, so he just ran her in a wall? She looked like a dart without feathers down the straightaways. That oh, thing, running I don't know him. what the hell was up with it. The toe was knocked out already or something. It was wandering everywhere. All right, we'll leave that up to them. Then. I don't know. Johnny Slaughter just <laughs> went up the track like she wasn't there and then almost wrecked himself. So that's probably not a good idea. Well, that's also stupid, but that's also Johnny Slaughter, and that's why we call him that. That's correct as well. So we'll get to the fun race then. How about we do that? Because that one we're like, eh, whatever. This one, however, okay. It was like a bad day at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> it was like a bad day. Those, it was like juvenile delinquents day at Chuck E. Cheese. Those kids need a timeout. <laughs> it's like they dropped the juvenile delinquent or what's a juvenile offender bus off for the day trip. He stole my juice box. How dare you? <laughs> Brandon Jones won the Xfinity race, but it was pretty ugly. Um, <laughs> Rather impressively, actually, we should say, because he actually did it clean. Oh, he did a great job. If you guys look back at the footage, that is the maddest I've ever seen a car owner look after winning a race. <laughs> ah, you're right. He was so pissed. He was like, he couldn't. Why would you? How can you not that- enjoy it? it was oh, that wait. Anger? I'd be like, oh, oh well, my, you know. Disappointment and embarrassment. I think, I don't know, a little column A, B, and C, or what? A little I don't know. everything, maybe. I don't know. I don't know, but they cut the mad. camera real quick off of him. That was for sure. Oh, no, don't let him see us quick. He'll oh. pull his team away. Oh, we something. can't have him looking oh, upset no. at that. No, he can't be mad. We thought he'd be looking happy to win. Nope, nope, he's not happy he won. <laughs> Brandon Jones Wrong gets car. his pink slip for winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, so anyway, yeah, ugly race. It was, I think it was at least a hundred caution laps and like 154 green or something like that, or 155. I forget how many it actually was because it went into overtime. So I had to kind of do the math. Um, so <laughs> they had, they had a parking lot. Yeah. They stopped the entire field and turned one or three or whatever the hell one it was. I don't know, but that was gross right at the end. Yeah. Um, they had the hashtag trademark copyright symbol, the big one. <laughs> They love to pull that out of. They pulled it out of stories from their Talladega and Daytona's visits. By the way, media, um, you, I, I appreciate the fact that you bring racing into our homes. But can we not interview the drivers that fight before the winner unless you do victory lane in victory lane because you got to fill time? Um, because I want to hear from the winner first, not the, from the person who didn't finish in the top three and still chucked knuckles. Oh, that's no, that's the, come on. The, as a I know that sells all the stuff that they want to sell, and that's exactly what they television want. Television executives are not going to be able to resist that because that's what the DARFs want. 
Drama. We need to sell this. Sell drama. Sell it. Make people stupid. Um, Take that shirt off. Put on these overalls. You are now. <laughs> you're now the farmer. Yeah, the bratty <laughs> farmer. You're going to have a pitchfork and from smash over people's rags. Heads. You're humble now. Bring you up from the bottom. And you'll have a piece of hay straw in your mouth, like this long and a straw hat. You'll be, ah! In <laughs> a poof of 1099s, he goes back to crime and sports where he belongs. Right. Sorry about that. We just went into the Vince McMahon thing. Um, <laughs> listen to crime and sports, people. Uh, and by the way, um, so there was a fight between Ty Gibbs and Sam Mayer, but to p- paint the picture, on the last lap... Um, was Gibbs even in? No, Gibbs was in second, right? And Mayer he was kind in second on the outside. Yeah, and Mayer was kind of to the inside, and then uh, they make contact, and Landon Castle just shucks it in on the bottom, which I've totally done before. I'm like, oh, good, a free spot. I don't care what happens to you two. I'm just gonna floor it into you. <laughs> Maybe both of you'll go away, which is exactly what happened. Landon, good luck, everybody else. Good luck, everyone else. Yeah. So Landon just floors it and drives them both up the racetrack and then Sam Mayer takes the brunt of it. <laughs> it was genius. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. So Sam <laughs> Sam Mayer finished third. Landon Castle finished second. Great. He's like one of my favorites. Uh P two P two, little bit of stripe. Uh did you see what he did on Twitter though? <laughs> they by the way, no. I have a serious bone to pick with the media. They didn't interview him. Yeah, no, that was I that's saw bullshit. That, and that, that kind of pissed me off. Yeah, that's bullshit. Okay, it's bullshit. He's he's racing for one of the more eclectic and and top running teams in the sport for Matt Collig, and you're not going to give them airtime, dickheads. I don't want to hear from Sam Mayer or, or little shiphead. I don't remember what his name is. Ty Gibbs. I don't. Well, I want to hear from them both, but you have time. Bring them yeah. in there. Let them cool off first. It, ethically, you should. Yeah, I took but. ethics, not like these people, because um, <laughs> they want that cheap soundbite, and they will pay the fine to get the video <laughs> played everywhere, um, because it gives them more money. Uh, Ty Gibbs, by the way, pal, um, he had a he had a decent race. You know, usually I shit on the kid, but uh, he did have a decent race. Car looked pretty clean. Um, still raced hard, but. Um, Didn't if you use his bumper a lot though, he was he was pretty respectful. It was actually was pretty, nice yeah. It wasn't bad. It was pretty decent. Um, but at the end of the race, if someone comes up to you and or you go up to somebody and you still have your helmet on, um, I don't care. You take that shit off because there's 50 people around you from both teams. You're not outnumbered. You're even numbered. It's one on one, and usually they stay out of it or just pull you apart. Take your helmet off, you candy ass. Well, the um, only I, I'll, I'll defend him to one point. When he walked over there initially, Sam still had his helmet on. Sam did take it off mid conversation. Yeah. Sam At had time point, to take it off. That means Gibbs had time to take it off. Sharply ends. Yeah. If if he dish it out, you should be able to take it, and he didn't take it. No, no self awareness. We knew 18. he wouldn't be able to take it. No, this kid does the same thing every week. He'll shove somebody out of the way, or bump somebody, or rub somebody, or do whatever to move somebody out of the way. He gets bumped in the left rear and then gets, you know, the guy underneath him gets pile driven into him. And it's all of a sudden now it's not nice and you can't do that. No, shut up, kid. Take your fucking lumps and shut up. It's like Dale Earnhardt and Jeff Gordon made a baby. 
<laughs> Jesus God. It's so missing beautiful. a chromosome. I, I honestly hope that... It's got a little extra wannabe intimidator, and then there's also the entitlement rich boy attitude. Mm. So yeah. from I, both I honestly them. hope people keep running him like this, because... Now people have seen he's shakeable. Yeah, you see, so that was kid, absolutely... Him, he loses his head. Dude, he, the kid he is goes, easily... Yeah. He's easily shakeable. Anytime I've ever seen him yeah. in a position where he's vulnerable or gets, like, punted a little bit or pushed around a little bit, yeah. the kid folds. He always does, <laughs> every time. Well, kudos to Sam Mayer for showing the, finding the chink in the armor and exploiting it because... He looks like a hero, and Ty Gibbs looks like a crybully. He looks like an even bigger asshole. He looks like a crybully. So, and Sam, uh, I I don't think Sam was really that afraid of him. He's like this little scrawny shit can't punch anyway. And he um, landed a few shots on on Mayer, and he just was like, "Did you hit me?" No, was, Sam <laughs> got a black eye, but that was from the ground. Yeah, probably. It looked like he got went off. It looked like he got driven in a little bit. But he was still fighting. You know, they just were were not allowing him to get to Gibbs. So, um, and I don't we, think we Sam were, can chuck we nuts actually, either. But we went go karting yesterday, a bunch of us, and we were actually talking about that fight too. And, and we were we were laughing. We said, "Okay, let's allow fights, but it should be one for one. So driver on driver, or crew chief on crew chief, or engineer on engineer. Like if you're gonna fight, that's what you ha- that's who you have to fight. You just, have to find that that's person what, and fight them. That's just, what they do in hockey. The refs will stand around and be like, "No, no, no, no. This is between them." And then when the some, refs get hurt, and then when somebody goes down, then they break it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why should the ref get hurt? Yeah. And as not. you see, there was an official that had to go to the infield care center. Yeah, an official got hurt in that scuffle too. So why don't they just wheel out a boxing ring and throw them in there? And it wasn't Rich Keeter because I saw him looming very large over, I believe it was Sam Mayer coming towards him, and he had this very serious look on his face, and I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> here comes Keeter. Quick, change the channel. <laughs> No, it was a quick split second, or I forget who it was he was coming towards, but I think it was probably him. But anyway, um, so yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Can't wait to see that and all the rest of the promotional materials for the rest of the season. Oh, God, yeah, that's for the rest <laughs> of the season, for the next decade. Yeah, for the next decade, whatever. Well, Just right like now, every other this is where names video. are made. Every other fight video with, um, what's his face in it there, Noah Gregson, yeah. Yeah. Well, he just yeah, Ty Gibbs just made our our leaderboard early in the year, of course, as yep. the Making Laughs Podcast award winning uh, recipient for the Popcorn Award for the most drama. Well, yeah, <laughs> That's it. him or he could be up for the Kyle Busch Whiner of the Year. He might be a tool. Might be a two. Uh, I a typically, award winner. I could typically, be a award winner. Um, I reserve the dramatist for the person who usually does stuff on social media. Oh, um. Yeah. I mean, we can give it to somebody else. We'll but see what happens. It could be. I think, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to right now pencil in Ty Gibbs for the Kyle Bush Winer of the Year Award winner uh, nominee. So I'll just write that down. There we go. So, yeah, he just made the list. Uh, <laughs> why don't we move on? Should, should we create a new award, though, for him? The Entitlement Award? <laughs> It's kind of the same thing, isn't it? Kyle Bush is tomato tomato. Well, it is the yeah, Kyle but- Bush Winer of the Year award. Yeah. So, the title, yeah. 
<laughs> I think you know, we're both speaking same language here. Well, I got I got I got a bunch of awards. I got Driver of the Year, which no, I'm not I'm not nominating you for that. Asshole of the Year, Dramatist of the Year, uh, Surprise, Kyle Busch Weiner of the Year. Uh, let's see, Wreck of the Year. Weapon you know, of there's the also year. yeah, there's I think there's Weapon of the Year, right? Yeah, it should be. I think we should do that too. Um, maybe we will. He could fit into like four of those already. Just add him yeah. for every category, even the wife of the year or something like that. <laughs> All right, so why don't we move on to the Cup Series because that had its own uh, strange flair to it. Uh, William Byron completed the weekend with another win in the Cup Series. I believe it's at two. Like I said, I think he's won two Super Late Model races, two truck races, and two Cup races. I might be wrong on the Super Late Model one. It might be three. I'm not sure, but I like the round numbers. So I'm saying that. Uh, I think it was called the Blue Emu 400. I had it on while editing my new YouTube video, and uh, I don't remember anything really noteworthy happening because I guess that was the theme of the race. Not a lot going on. Not a lot going on. Um, Something about tires not putting down rubber, I guess, and it was cold out. But like they they showed the racetrack, and there was like zero rubber buildup. Or very, very minimal. Um, they probably just brought a really, really, a really tough tire, and the cold weather made it so it didn't even put rubber down. Yeah, I think Goodyear's kind of backing themselves into a very, very conservative corner because this new car and lateral loads that, that they're going through, I don't think they got to wheel test a lot of these things. And plus the tires going down, that whole debacle. Yeah, so I think they just kind of backed themselves into a very safe corner to, to you know make sure there weren't any failures or any problems, and they put this kind of tire on the car, and it wasn't good, you know. But I mean, well, maybe if they uh, had spent some time testing, doing a tire test, I don't know if they did or not, but they they did that stupid rain test there. <laughs> I was just gonna mention that actually. Like what what the fuck are you wasting your time <laughs> with a rain test at a goddamn oval for? No one wants no. to watch that. No. Not a single person wants to watch or race in the rain on an oval. I don't, I don't want to race in the rain on a, on a road course. I don't either. That's dumb. It's boring. It's, I yeah. do on iRacing because I won't get wet and I don't have to fix it. Yeah, yeah me too, actually. I'm kind of looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, no. You but should let's... have been testing tires for this so we could have had some fall off. And, like, I think there should be one to two seconds of fall off minimum i think that they're just still really really super gun shy since they had that indianapolis debacle and they just never they just back themselves into the conservative corner and they don't want a repeat of that we need tire wars again no we don't (laughs) (laughs) no we don't we don't need any more drivers to die neil bonnet disagrees (laughs) (laughs) neil bonnet wishes he was on good years He does. This is the second week in a row I've mentioned Neil Bonnet in a negative light. <laughs> this is not good. Poor deal. But anyway, they're going to work. You know they're just going to work on it. They'll fix the tire package. They'll get something worked on. You know they draw a lot of data from this, and they'll they'll make it better. Anytime you got a new product and it's the, new, the first time out with it somewhere different, it's always going to be a crapshoot. I mean, we kind of figured it was going to be good on road courses. We didn't really know how good it was going to be on intermediate tracks, but it's actually pretty damn good. 
Well, um, and also to be fair, this same thing happened at Martinsville a few years back. Yeah, it did. It was really, really cold. They brought a, t- a new tire. It was it was a really hard tire or something, and Keselowski, like, just absolutely waxed him. Oh yeah, he killed everybody that race. Um, and, and after the race, he's like, it, "It was the tire. We couldn't do anything. We were stuck. We had to run one groove. We couldn't pass. There was nothing we could do." Yeah, uh, it, I so think it, it set a. Then, didn't it set a record for the least amount of cautions? Yeah, it was like four something like that. And then they came back in the fall, and it was a fantastic race. Yeah, because it was warmer out. Well, that and they brought a slightly different compound. Well, yeah, again, they they learned learned from the first one, and they fixed it for the second one. So, yeah, I expect that same thing to happen. People should not be panicking about this new car until next year. Yeah, I'm not really panicking. This whole year is going to be an evolution. The off-season is going to be where you apply a lot of the bigger uh, components of what you learned. And then next year, you're going to see a completely different looking race, I bet. I guarantee it. I guarantee you'll see a different race by the end of the season. I mean, you're going to see different players in three weeks than you are right now. You're going to see different players in 10 weeks than you are in three weeks. Yeah. Like it's, it's going to keep evolving. The, the shitty teams are going to find out ways to get a little faster. Some of the, the fast teams are going to slow themselves down, overthinking stuff. Like me. Then it's fine. <laughs> I mean, just like me. So um, I, li- I like how close these cars are because you can see the Rick Ware cars. Granted, they're probably actually Stuart Haas cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to see Rick Ware cars running strong in some situations is tells you a lot. Yeah, I agree. So we might as well mention the Long Beach races that happened. They had the uh, IndyCar race there. The Grand Prix at Long Beach, which I guess is uh, turning itself into one of the crown jewel events for the season of IndyCar racing. Um, I really like that course for for a street course. That's not a, you know, Long Beach, I hate street courses. I genuinely hate them. Long Beach, yeah, Long Beach really isn't that bad. Um, There are some passing zones. uh, But it is very bumpy, and I don't like, that's why I don't like street courses is because usually they're Corners are too sharp, braking zones are too few, and it's too narrow to make anything really happen. But Long Beach isn't too bad. You can you can still see an entertaining race. Uh, right. But Joseph Newgarden won. Uh, I believe Roman Grosjean finished second, the F1 driver. Uh, I forget who finished third, but who really cares about the second loser? Anyway, did anybody catch the stadium super truck races from there? I did. Because did they have to jump over the potholes and peasants? Homeless people. <laughs> homeless people, yeah. Yeah. But the first race, um thirteen year old Max Gordon, who's Robbie Gordon's son, he won the first event, uh proving our point that you can indeed breed children to race. <laughs> Ty Gibbs. <laughs> yeah, um, especially when you have your own personal practice pad right next to Daddy's shop. Yeah, I haven't seen these trucks in a while, and I forgot how ungodly entertaining they are. And at Long Beach, holy crap, they are fun to watch. They, they got ass. They got big speed, very big air because they put jumps on the track, and there's a lot of really good passing zones. Holy crap, those trucks are fun to watch. Now, They're going about 155 miles an hour down the long Yeah, I didn't even know they could go that fast, but I'm watching like in-car camera footage, and it's like, holy crap, the world's going by pretty quick. 
Um, but anyway, uh, automotive YouTuber extraordinaire uh, Cletus McFarland was the undisputed surprise of the weekend. He did not have the uh, best race due to, I believe it was a, a truck adjustment issue uh, in the first race, so he didn't finish very well. Yeah, he, he found his brake bias was screwed up halfway through the race. But the second day and in his second ever race... Uh, he was up front, and it, watching that race because I watched it uh, from the Stadium Super Trucks YouTube channel, and I watched it from his channel because uh, he just put a video out of it because he had more uh, camera angles. Like he had his wife filming in the stands, and he had the actual broadcast footage, and he had his own in car, like his helmet cam, and it was really well done. Uh, it was very fun to watch. He he showed the whole race. And a lot of it from his own view. And, uh, geez, I mean, the the guy, I don't know where he came from. But he's just an automotive YouTuber that's, like, famous for drag racing and stuff. But holy crap. <laughs> it was surprising. Kick, kick he's really good, actually. Um, he was up front. Like, it's not like he was in the lead the whole time. He started, like, second row, I think. Got to the lead and, like... You know, in these trucks, it's very easy to make a small bobble into a big mistake, especially at this track, because of the straightaway oh, yeah. speed and drafting. And, I mean, like, Robbie Gordon got by him for the lead, and he's, like, undisputed king champ of this series, but it is his series, and he's also an incredible driver. But this guy, <laughs> he got the lead back. Like, he passed Robbie Gordon himself. Drove the fuck around him. Yeah, just like, drove by just him. Just around him on the outside into a left-hander. Like, if if anybody doesn't know or what talking about, go go like the Stadium Super Trucks. Uh, what's it, Speed Energy uh, Stadium Super Trucks on YouTube? And go watch race number two from Long Beach 2022. It just got posted. It was, like, yesterday. It was... It's a hilariously entertaining race to watch. It's some of the best racing I've ever watched. And it came down to literally the last 300 feet. The uh, YouTuber, Cletus McFarland, had the lead going down the final straightaway. Made it over the first jump. Goes over the second jump. Trucks a little bit crooked. Lands a little sideways and he spins it out 300 feet from the finish line. So Robbie he, Gordon he ended up winning that. the throttle. Yeah, he forgot to burp the throttle before going over it to keep the truck straight, and uh, he just sent it. <laughs> but his truck, Whoops. if you if you watch his video, his truck dies, right? And he can't refire the thing because it's, like, vapor-locked. So he lets everybody go by, gets out, and, like, uh, Ricky Bobby Carl runs. Carl Edwards. Yeah, Ricky Bobby Carl Edwards runs across the line and dives on it. It was a funny. It was funny. It was a good time. It's, again... This is hilarious racing. These trucks are not meant to road race, but they road race so well. It looks like so much fun. They're an exercise in patience, it looks like, too, because you have to wait for them to be pointed to put down the power. Yeah. Or they're just absolutely out of control. Yeah, and we do this on um, iRacing all the time. I freaking love it. I live for it. I love these things. Are the stadium super trucks four-wheel drive? No, they're rear-wheel drive. They're two. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're like a Pro 2 type truck, but they're a little different. Gotcha. Yeah. I like the transmissions in them. Whatever they got for a driveline, that thing is snappy and very responsive. They look like a hell of a lot of fun. I heard that if you want to race a full season in Stadium Super Trucks, I think Robbie Gordon said it himself, um, You have it's like $250,000, and you run the whole season. 
Actually, the number is getting up. <laughs> it probably is now because of all that's, these other costs. But <laughs> in the grand really scheme rich. of things, that's not really super terrible. No, it's not. And you you travel the world basically. These guys run in Australia. They run East Coast, West Coast. Uh, I forget if they run in Canada. COVID probably put the kibosh on that for a little while. Um, so you I, run. I know they follow most of the uh, IndyCar and IMSA schedule. Yeah, because they're they're one of the. If you saw the video of the crowd that was there, oh, it was a packed house. You know, they have, yeah, I, oh, man, there were so many people there watching that truck race because they're so entertaining. I wonder how much of that was for Cletus, too, because obviously his following is over 3 million people on YouTube. I don't know. I've seen a lot of these super truck races, and this, the grandstands are usually pretty full because people are know. They? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're very popular, at least in person. Uh, they don't really have much of a TV deal. They just put their stuff on YouTube. But um, Yeah, I've never seen them on TV. I've seen them on CBS Sports Network a couple times, mm-hmm. um, but who gets that, you know? So, Not me. No. All right, so, geez, we're getting kind of long in the tooth here, huh? And it's running late. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> was that from Airplane? Do you, you want to talk about F1? Uh, I mean, I would, but I didn't really watch it. I think it was the Australian Grand Prix, and I didn't watch it because I was uh, asleep because it was 1 a.m. that they aired the thing. <laughs> I think. I'm pretty sure. Um, no, I was also editing a video and watching the cup race, I guess, the Ferrari one, probably Charles Leclerc. Yeah, um, Leclerc won. George Verstappen <laughs> broke. Verstappen broke. George Russell continues to be the dominant Mercedes driver, which, again, who had that on their bingo card. Uh, let's see. Sergio Perez had another podium. So, yeah, that's all I really got about that. I didn't get to watch it or nothing, but I think we are done. Catch us at New Hampshire Motor Speedway this weekend. We are going to have Jesse's car up there. Yay. And if you see us, come say hi. Uh, we'd love to see you. Yeah, watch um, us mid-pack, hopefully. Yeah, watch us putz around and old, outdated equipment and uh, just have a good time. So, anyway, you can find this podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find it on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast. You can send us feedback to Making Laps Podcast at gmail.com, or you can have your voice heard on the show at by going to anchor.fm slash Making Laps. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Brinkleason01. You can, again, find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash Brinkleason. You can find Phil at PJX Racing on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Okay, now. Jesse, you can be found in a race car this weekend. Yay. All right, boy. Don't touch the board. <laughs> How do we end the show? Keep the dirty down still. The mayonnaise. Mayonnaise on the escalator. He's going up there, so see you later. What the heck was that? So keep the dirty side down and stay out of the fence. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs>